I just wanna thank me for doing it when nobody made me For doing it while nobody pays me They can call it crazy, but they don't see it daily And I've been finding ways, don't give a damn if you hating And secretly waiting to see what I do next It feels like a huge flex, I reach in my two chest Never feel too pressed to depress, please miss me With any non-negative energy Ooh. What's going on everybody? Welcome to another episode of Opinionated Off Topic Today I'm with Carlos Mojica, my lovely guest and co-host and partner And I'm also with Kyle how do you pronounce your last name? Borg shots. Yeah. <laughs> hey, dude, it's hard. It's hard. What do you guys think? How do you say it? Borg shots. Borg shots. I've never seen yeah. it spelled. So I, Borg and like, like you're taking shots. Easy Borg shots. Easy, yeah. easy, easy enough. Easy. It's pretty easy. Yeah, easy, easy enough. Easy. We're, with, we're with Kyle today. Um, he actually is visiting from California. So very grateful to have him on the podcast this evening. But we're going to talk about his upbringing, what he does, what got him into, you know, some of his interests. And uh, we're going to let him have the floor. So. Thank you for coming out, taking time out your day. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Of course, of course. No, it's not not close from Cali. How's the how's the weather out there right now? It's here. On, it's it's honestly like it is here. Yeah. Last week it was I mean, 105 humid. It was bad. What part of Cali? Orange County. Orange County? Yeah. Right between like LA and San Diego. Cooling down here. It's yeah, I mean, I hope it does here or back in California. Yeah. It's so it's I told bad. him at like nighttime, it's like been down to like the 60s, yeah, high that's 60s. Nice. That's really yeah. nice. Um, but anyways, tell us a little about yourself, where you're from, where you grew up, all that good stuff. So I'm from Rancho Santa Margarita, California. Um, it's inland from Newport Beach, which is probably the most known area yeah, Newport's in nice. Orange County. Um, about 30 minutes from there inland. Um, I was born and raised in Rancho Santa Margarita. I uh, currently go to Cal State Fullerton. Finishing my last semester. So. Okay, what are you going to school for? Marketing. Marketing. Yeah. Nice. Then anything specific? Just marketing. Just marketing in general? <laughs> yeah. Um, growing up, did you play any sports or have any hobbies or anything? Yeah. So up until seventh grade, I played baseball and then want to switch it up. So I started playing lacrosse and play lacrosse from seventh grade through high school. Is lacrosse big in California? Yeah. I mean, I would say probably back when I was in seventh grade is when it really picked up. Because um, obviously, you know, it's a huge East Coast sport. Mm-hmm. But I would say from middle school on, it really picked up. And, I mean, it's a huge sport now in California. Mm-hmm. I would not expect that. Yeah. I'd just football, baseball would be like the two things I yeah. think of. Yeah, why'd you, why'd you stop playing baseball? Just wanted to switch it up. I mean, I honestly got kind of tired of it, you know, Little League and whatever. But lacrosse was picking up speed. And some of our closest family friends, their um, sons had always grown up playing lacrosse. And their son grew up playing lacrosse, went to ASU, played lacrosse. So that was kind of a big influence and just kept going. You want to play? Yeah. Did you have any uh, scholarships or anything or any no. offers? No. 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 The, the school that I went to, I mean, sports weren't the biggest thing. I mean, we had a few baseball players. We have a baseball player actually who is on the Angels right now. He's a pitcher. Um, but football, not really anything that crazy. Um, we had one player, uh, Jake Breland, he was two years younger, two years older than me, actually, and he graduated, went to Oregon. He's actually roommates with Justin Herbert. Oh, okay. So they were really close, and he ended up, he was actually the number one tight end in college hmm. at Oregon, and he got injured and recovered from his injury, went to the uh, draft, signed with the Titans, 
and he just injury plagued him, and he just practice squad. Dang. What did he get injured with the first time? I think it was ACL. Oh. Something small turned into something big. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, so now you're at Cal State Fortson. Yeah. You, you've been there for uh, four, almost so four years. So I was at community college and transferred to Cal State Fullerton three semesters ago. So um, I got stuck at community college for a little while. Just counselors had me taking classes I didn't need, which sucked. So I was there for three and a half years. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. My entire first year that I was there, I was taking classes that I didn't need. So. Got through all my stuff, all my transfer degrees, and finished up there. Transferred to Fullerton. Now I'm finishing up my last semester. Mm-hmm. So. Um, just to go back a little bit, how was like the li- life growing up in Southern California, like SoCal? Like, what were some of the things besides sports and stuff? Like, I guess what were some of the things that you did or kind of did growing up? Yeah. Um, so I grew up um, fishing with my dad and my grandpa. Um, and that would mean that was a huge portion of my life, fishing all the time, whether it was down at the pier or the lake by my house. Um, eventually got into cars, probably when I was about 14. Um, but other than that, I mean, those were my pretty big passions growing up. I have another guy from SoCal I work with, um, and uh, he's, he's a big fisherman. Is that like a common thing over there? Yeah, I would say so. Um, fishery in Southern California, I mean, it's pretty pretty incredible it's super diverse you know you have the ocean right there um right now especially during the summer we get the tuna we get my mahi all that fun stuff yeah um and then obviously all the lakes it's like trout during the fall and bass any other time so uh do you go deep sea a lot i went um probably june june i went out on a one and three quarter day so Ooh, spend mm. the night on the boat Jeez. got 28 people on the boat um <laughs> That's a huge lifestyle in Southern California yeah. for sport fishing. Yeah. Um, it's all charter boats for the most part. Yeah. It's, you know, for people that don't have a boat, it's, it's the only way you can get out there. Yeah. Um, ra- trips range, you know, you can do a half day yeah. for 60 bucks, and then you can do, there's even boats that do 17-day trips. Yeah, that's crazy. Where you leave San Diego, you stop in Cabo to fuel that's up and cool. everything, and you go all the way down to Puerto Vallarta. And come back up to San Diego. 17 days. I mean, it's like nine grand. God. Yeah. That's crazy. Have you done one of those? No. No? I can never. Well, what's the, long, <laughs> what's the longest you can be on a boat? Because I, I have... So, I love fishing. And I would love to go deep sea. Mm-hmm. But I have super bad motion sickness. So, I went um, in 2016 in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And um, we went out and then got our bait and all that. And as soon as we got to like the spot we're at and they set the anchor... I was, I was done for. You're done for. I was done for. <laughs> I couldn't. I, I, I couldn't last any longer because I. So, they threw the line out. I got on the fish. It was a stingray, and I was reeling it in, and then I just, I, I just felt it come, and I was like, "It's the worst feeling." Yes, and it's, it's like, and it's, ever. it just doesn't stop. No, it doesn't stop, and, and there's nothing you can do about it. Nope. And then I was like reeling it in. I told my dad, I was like, "You got it," and he was like, "No, no, no, keep going." I was like, "Nah, here, you got it." And then eventually, he caught on. He was like. Uh, okay, and so I gave the fishing pole to him. I just went to the other side of the boat, just started throwing up. I've only been seasick once. It's not. Funny. And I was in Alaska. We were halibut fishing, and so we were up there for seven days, and we went halibut fishing one day, and the weather was beautiful, like super uncharacteristic for Alaska, like bluebird skies, flat yeah, calm. Yeah. And even the captain was like, "Guys, you guys are really lucky." 
and we were, and we actually caught 141 pound halibut. Nice. Um, and it was so good that we decided let's do one more day. Let's do it. So we come back down the next day. We were staying about two hours from where we were fishing. So we drove back down and I mean, it was bad. We get down there. It's windy. It's cloudy. Yeah. And we get out on the water and there was a couple other people with us and they didn't leave the cabin of the boat. They were sick the entire time. And I made the mistake of sitting down in the cabin. It's like the worst thing you can do when it's rough. Yeah. Because that's how you get seasick. And I sat there. I could feel myself getting like tired, dizzy. And I was like, oh no, like this has never happened before, but like, I know what's coming. And sure enough, I got, I started throwing up and I was like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. And I mean, you know, the trip was seven hours. Oh, so you were just, I mean, how you were just spraying off the side I mean, of the boat. It's not like... that far from where you launch the boat to get out there. I mean, it's probably about five miles. So that's how ours was. But luckily, we knew everybody on the boat. Yeah, that's nice. So, unfortunately, though, we turned back around. Yeah. Um, but I went. If you don't know people, like yeah, you, not can't, you're, you're, you can't do anything yeah, about can't it because yeah. you don't want to ruin those people's nope. experiences. Yeah, no. yeah. Yeah, I took medicine and everything. Like, cause I already knew that I was motion sickness going into mm-hmm. it. But I mean, I I love fishing. I wanted to go. Yeah. And um, obviously, on the East Coast, it's in my opinion, better fish than it is down yeah. in um, Galveston and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, I want to go, I want to go, I want to yeah, go. Yeah, for sure. And then, um, I, th- I mean, I prepared. I took medicine. I took Dremamine. Yeah. I had... Stuff makes you tired. I had the oil. I had the... Re- I was ready. Yeah. And it did not work in my favor. I want to try again, though. Yeah. I do no, want to... It it's, it's worth it. I mean, we went out on that trip that one three-quarter day. And so you leave at 10 a.m. in the morning. You go out, you fish all day, you sleep on the boat, wake up the next day, fish, go to sleep, and when you wake up the next day, you're back in the harbor at 5 a.m. And it was bad. So in the summers in California, we get bluefin, and they usually come in pretty thick. So the week before, they were going crazy. Like, boats were coming back with limits, and limits is two per person. Okay. And so we go out there, and it was bad. I mean, the whole boat, one and three quarter day, caught three fish. Oh, it's a five hundred dollar boat ride. That's like, so that's why I'm scared to go deep sea again, is because I know how expensive it is. Why yeah. don't you like go in Texas at all? It's just it's expensive. I Get, mean, I'm because like I've been, I want to go like black tuna, like go get out there fish surfers mm-hmm. and black tuna, like past the oil and all, yeah. Like, out out of the rigs, yeah, because yeah. yeah. that, that's the only reason I like I don't go against because it's expensive. But I think yeah. it like and, depending on what you're catching, I feel like it pays for itself though. Like oh it, totally, like you it, get all that food and like if it. I mean for sure it pays for itself, but I mean if you can't even make it out there, then what's the point? Yeah, yeah that's true. Because you're, you're not gonna have fun. Like you're like you're yeah. gonna be sitting in there, yeah, you're gonna be exactly. throwing up. Like you're not gonna be you're not gonna be fishing. Yeah, and there was a guy on that boat that caught a one of the one of the three bluefin. It was 180 pounds, and I mean bluefins. 35 bucks a pound yeah and the yield off that fish is probably about 60 percent it's a lot of money so i mean it's worth it but you know you also run that risk of just paying for a boat ride at that point but yeah yeah. uh have you just been uh deep sea on the uh west coast or no so i've been um alaska california cabo um costa rica and 
two years ago in January, my dad and I and a, one of our buddies from Fort Worth, we actually went down to Key West. Nice. And fished down there for about five days. Caught a hundred, like 116-pound swordfish. Oh, yeah. yeah that's so, dope. Yeah. That's what's, dope. what's been your favorite place to go to? Oh, that's tough. I mean, Key West is crazy because it's so diverse. Mm-hmm. You can do everything. I mean, you can go literally a 10-minute boat ride and go catch 500-pound Goliath grouper. Or you can go what we did and do 35 miles offshore on the Gulf Stream and drop down 1,700 feet to catch swordfish. I mean, you can do it. You can literally do anything. Yeah. yeah. So I'd probably say Key West, but Costa Rica is really cool too. It's super diverse like that where you can go and fish in estuaries and, you know, you can catch whatever inshore species or you can go half a mile off and it drops off and it's 4,000 feet and you can catch tuna, wahoo, whatever. But what? I would probably say Key West. Key West, what's yeah. been your favorite fish you caught? Probably swordfish. Swordfish? Yeah. Did you get it stuffed? No. No? No. Did you let it, you let it go? <laughs> no, we brought it home. Brought it home? Yeah. yeah. Ate it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is it good? Swordfish is so really? good. Really? It's one of my favorites. Yeah. I've seen like swordfish steaks and stuff, but I was like, bro, that's just, I had my tax bracket. I'm never, I'm not going to buy that. <laughs> but, it's crazy because you cook yeah. it and it cooks up like a steak. Yeah. It's wild. Crazy. It's super mm. meaty. It's really, really good. Um, Freshwater, where have you been? I've fished freshwater in Costa Rica, uh, Florida, California, Texas, Maine. Uh, I've been kind of all, all the corners. Oh, and Alaska, too, for salmon. So I've been in, like, all the corners of Maine US. seems fun. Maine's a lot of fun. Maine seems fun. Maine's very fun. I mean, there's so much you can do. There's not a lot of people up there. Yeah, I was like, I know it's empty. Yeah, you got all the lighthouses and stuff. It's a big state. I mean, and you wouldn't think so looking at it on a map, but... I mean, you can drive for 30 miles and not see anything besides forest. Yeah, and big lakes. Yeah, and lakes are beautiful, too. Yeah, I would love to, I would love to go up to, to Maine and fish. Um, the other thing you brought up was cars. Yeah. Um, just where you just end up fast cars and like, oh, I like that and got into them? Or is it like you drove one day and like, this was fun? Yeah, so when I was about 14, um, I picked up our family's camera and went to Cars and Coffee and Classic. that kind of sparked it for yeah. me. Um, our local event was Cars and Coffee Irvine, which, if I'm not mistaken, at the time was the largest Cars and Coffee in, in the world. I definitely feel like y'all's was is a lot different, too, than, like, Cars and Coffee here just because of the area. Yeah. Like, you probably saw everything, or like, at an early... Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. You, I mean, you don't even realize the amount of money that's yeah. mm-hmm. in Southern California. It's crazy. So, started taking pictures of cars... Started an Instagram, yeah. started just posting raw photos, yeah. no edits, nothing, and met some buddies through it, and they kind of taught me, you know, editing stuff, Lightroom, Photoshop, whatnot, so I started doing that, editing photos, um, kind of grew my Instagram following pretty quickly. Um, I went from nothing to 10,000, like, a year, which was pretty cool. Um, I mean, I had so many cool opportunities, um, and... Probably when I was about 16, I met some good friends, still friends with them today, and we started associating ourselves with these couple guys at Cars and Coffee who, one of the guys had a 458, the other one had a Mercy Lago, and the other, one, the other two guys had, it was a son and father, and they had a Viper. Okay. And so we would hang out with them on the weekends. Luckily, my parents were cool enough to let me hang out with yeah. these old dudes on the weekends. And they would take us to like breakfast and stuff. 
Um, and I mean, those guys were a huge spark for me in like the car community. Yeah. And I mean, I was strong in it for basically up until I was probably about 21. Um, and I just kind of got out of it. Yeah. No particular reason. I, just kind of fell out of it. I understand. Um, but I mean, I met so many cool people and been in so many cool cars and driven lots of really cool cars, which I'm super lucky to have been able to do. Um, but yeah, I definitely think the older you get too, like, I mean, I know how the car community is, especially depending on what lane you're in. You got people that race, dude. you got the car, you got like the cars to show people. You got like the tuner people. You got people who make like budget cars. Like yeah. there's so much variety in the car community it can be like the nicest people you ever meet mm-hmm. or like super, super, super toxic yeah. people. So, um, I guess like since you got into cars and stuff like that, what did you drive in high school? Like, did you try to get a nice sports car or the car to bring for yourself or like, what were you driving? So my first car that I actually just got rid of, uh, was a 2015 Kia Optima. Okay. Um, drove it till 130,000 miles from 30,000 miles. So okay. put a lot of miles on it. Um, and now I just got a Volkswagen Taos. Okay. It's a like subcompact SUV. Yeah. 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 It's so nice. I love it. So you're not big into getting like a sports car. No, I That's mean, not it, your was, deal? it was never a priority. I gotcha. Um, and I would say just because I was surrounded with it. Yeah. So I never felt the need to go out of my way and get something nice. Yeah. Um, because I had lots of friends with yeah. really nice cars that yeah. I was able to be in all the time and experience yeah. and never just never felt the need to yeah. dive into that. That's crazy too. Cause I remember at that, like that age, like all of us, we like were getting in the car scene, but we weren't around like yeah. super high end cars all the time. So like, I guess being at the age, getting in a high end car, what was your first like thought process of getting in those cars? Like, cause I mean, you, everybody sees these cars or yeah. I mean, most people didn't even know what you named. Like you named a Ferrari a Lambo and yeah. uh, what else did you say? A Dodge Viper. Yeah. Like you named all these different cars. So what, what, what was the experience like getting in those cars at that age? And just, it was crazy. I'll never forget it. My 16th birthday, I went to cars and coffee and this guy, Rick, who had the Mercy Lago, um, took me to breakfast in the Mercy Lago. And I mean, you know, I was obviously in awe. And it was a gated manual, Mercy Lago. Mm, that's nice. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Um, took me out to breakfast, and, like, I'll never forget, like, I had my phone out the entire time filming. I'm like, this is, this is so crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, you don't really realize how special some of these cars are until you get to experience it. Like, yeah, you see, like, a Lambo on the street, you're like, oh, crazy you know it's a cool car but like once you're inside and you like hear the engine and the mechanics in it mm-hmm. i mean it's crazy you know it, it baffles you one of the craziest cars that i've been lucky enough to experience is the carrera gt mm-hmm. porsche yeah yeah um this guy i forget his name but one of my buddies was doing a photo shoot with him and i tagged along with him and he was asking people like, Oh, do you want to ride? And my buddy was like, Oh no, like I've already been in it. And he's like, you should go. I'm like, Shit, like, all right, let's go. Um, that car, like the sounds inside, it's so mechanical cause it's so bare bones. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's literally an engine and a chassis. Chassis. It. Yep. It's literally, there's like, I mean, the firewall behind you is, has to be so thin that you can just hear everything. Um, 
I mean, I would probably just say, back to your question, just like the experience of being in that car and like experiencing it is probably the coolest thing. Yeah, no, it it's crazy, honestly. Like, I remember the first time I rode in a fast car, my dad's friend, Danny, had a GTR. Mm-hmm. I think the 2000, I think in 2012 or 2013, Jen. Yeah, very first car. Yeah. I'm very fast. Well, that's the only fast car. I mean, I guess yours is fast, but like exotic fast car. Yeah, and it's like, it was, you know, he lo- launched control, first time experiencing launch control, and first time being in a car with 500 horsepower. Yeah. And it's all-wheel drive, too. I've never really ridden all-wheel drive cars, and they're so crazy. And my friend Philip, he has an Audi RS5, all-wheel mm-hmm. drive. And then our homie Zach has a Model 3. They're all-wheel drive. So yeah. people don't even, like, know what that feels like because, like, I have a Mustang. It's fast, but I'm not getting powered all those wheels. Yeah. So it's not instant. Like, these other cars, you just add a red light, and you're like, Bye. Bye. And it's like it's like you're in a roller coaster. Like you're immediately oh, like thrown yeah. back in the seat and stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know the adrenaline. See, and I got some other comments about like people with nice cars, but I'm so away. So I, I <laughs> on this road, where are we at? On this road right here, going yeah. like up and down, um, the main road. Uh, I got to ride in a GTR there. So at the light where y'all came in at mm-hmm. the four way, there's like the shopping center on the yeah. left, the apartments on the right. So at that light, he turned around. And then he went up the road um, towards, like, past Top Golf, which is right here, to the other light. And from right here to, to Top Golf, he hit, like, 160-something like yeah. that. And I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. And he came back and he hit, like, 183. I was like, this is crazy. It's, That's, it's a different feeling. It is. So, GTR was the first car, first fast car that I ever drove. And mm-hmm. a buddy of mine who, at a young age, got into selling exotic cars, I mean... I don't know if it was the greatest financial decision, but he decided to go out and buy one what at did, 19 years old. What did he buy? Uh, it was a... I'm trying to think what you could get in that range at the time. It, it had to have been... A, it was probably 2013, 2014. Had to be a Porsche, right? GTR? No, it was, it uh, was a GTR? GTR, yeah. yeah just, that was probably like 80, 80 or yeah. 90 back then. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's making good commissions selling yeah. exotics. So yeah. It, it adds up quickly. Um, <laughs> so he bought that, had it for a couple of years... Sold it, uh, bought a C63. Nice. He's had a bunch of stuff, but that was the first car that I ever drove that was fast. And I'll never forget, we got to my buddy's house, and he's like, hey, mm. here's the keys. I'm like, no way. I'm like, here, give me these keys. And I'm like, 17 no. years old. Like, it was crazy. Yeah. Oh, for um, sure. That age. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, but that was one of my first buddies I ever met at Cars and Coffee. And, I mean, still, he actually just opened up his first dealership. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he's actually having the grand opening really? tomorrow. Interesting. Yeah, so really? he's been selling cars for a while. And it's um, just exotics? Yeah. That's what, really what's exotics. it called? It's called Obizoo. Obizoo. Yeah. I'm about to look right now. Uh, <laughs> were you nervous when you when he gave you the oh, keys? yeah. Yeah, Did you, like, even, like, test the power, or are you just like, uh, at, I don't want to? No, so I'm, like, driving through the neighborhood, and I'm like, I'm like oh, man, I'm like, I don't even know if I should push it. Like, this is crazy. And... This, the first thought that went through my mind was, I don't know if my parents' insurance can cover if I crash this. <laughs> <laughs> so it was cool, though. We uh, we drove it down PCH in Newport. It felt like a million bucks. Oh, yeah. I'm like, man, this is crazy. At sunset, driving GTR down PCH. Yeah, that, like, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, was that your first fast car driving? Yeah. Yeah, it was my first fast car I've ever driven. So you just hopped in and drove. Yeah, well, did you, you did well or what? I, I mean, mean, obviously you're so. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because I tell people all the time, I'm like they're like, "Oh, let me drive your car." I'm like, 
I'm like getting in a fast car and if you don't drive fast cars all the time it's like different. it's and you just gotta be careful like people, people just can't handle it and people just think like oh i'm just gonna floor it and like not knowing what kind of car they're driving where the power is coming from like if that car is meant for that yeah. or whatever and they just tires tires you also gotta deal with other people on the road too because too. Yeah. people on the road see a cool or fast car they're gonna try they, to, they try to catch up next to you they try to get up bro it's ridiculous dude i <laughs> it's a liability. The first, last year when I first bought my Mustang and I was driving it around, I had so many people try to race me. It's actually not that prevalent now. Yeah, it's not very prevalent, like, people that try to race me now. I yeah. mean, before, like, it was bad, bro. Like, every time I would – and my car is like, stock, and I'd race people, you know, every now and then. But You have to. You have to, <laughs> right? But then they'd roll down their window and be like, dang, your car is fast or it's nice. And, and they'd be like, what have you have done to it? And I'm like, it's stock. And it's still stock. Like, yeah. I, need, I need to stop bullshitting. But um, I don't know. Just, like, I feel like everyone always tries to race you. So, like, getting a fast car is nice. But then you got to do it. Everyone trying to race you. And then, like, it's kind of nice because, like, people are like, nice car, man, whatever. But yeah. then, like, I also feel like my Mustang, like, I don't do nothing crazy. But I see people do crazy stuff in these cars. Like, Mustang, especially – specifically Mustangs and Hellcats or like tra- scat packs, like people swinging them, doing all that stuff, which is fine. But then like, I feel like you get labeled in that, yeah, Mustangs you know, like have a bad rap. In yeah. Oh, a crowd killer. <laughs> not now, not now, but I don't know. I just feel like people just really like, they see like you in a fast car and like, you'll see a fast car drive downtown and you hear everybody, everybody be like, Oh, like you're uh, you know what? So huge. Or like, yeah. Oh my God, that dude has like low self esteem. Like just cause he has a fast or nice car. Yeah. I don't know. They don't understand, but no. yeah. They I mean, like it when they get in it though. Uh, no, yeah. They're like Uber. They're like Uber me. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah can you drive? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> oh, like, nah, nah, I can't actually. But, um, they feel cool hopping out of it. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I guess you, so getting into cars and photography, what was kind of that final shift that made you want to switch and kind of get out of it? Or what was like starting to draw your interest outside of that? So the car community in Southern California, it's obviously super diverse and it honestly just took a very bad turn. Obviously, I don't know if here they have them, but sideshows yeah. where people take over intersections. I hate that stuff, bro. Yeah. So that started big time. In Southern California. It's real bad in, like, Houston. Yeah. I yeah. Bet. And, you know, the car community just got such a bad rap. And with photography, everyone that was 18 to 25 was picking up a camera. Yeah, that's true. You couldn't go to a car meet without 200 people having cameras trying to take pictures. And you don't want to be that guy that's posting stuff on Instagram that everyone else has posted a picture of. So competition was one. I mean, you know, obviously you got to find what you're doing and try to be different, but I mean, it's just hard. Everyone's just doing basic edits and, you know, on photos, every photo looks the same. Mm-hmm. You're not going to draw attention to yourself posting the same thing as everybody else. So that kind of turned me off about it. And also, I mean, just the community. Like, you would go to a meet, it'd be the same cars. Same people would show up. There'd never be anything new. It's like I'm, I feel like I'm just wasting my time at this point. Yeah, you know, I, yeah, especially with trying to do photography. Photography. Yeah. Like, you know, like I'm not gonna take a picture of the same car ten times. Yeah. So, I would say that was probably it. Did you do videography too, or no? No, no, just photography. Did you watch any like YouTube channels or anything? Like, where you did you get into that as well? Yeah, he watches like the dude in blue. And that dude in blue, blue vehicle virgins. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam LZ. Uh, 
Damn, who's the other guy? TJ Hunt. Yeah, TJ's cool. TJ Hunt. Um, So those are like the main ones. Yeah. Yeah, I've met uh, I met Parker Vehicle Virgins a couple times. He's he's a cool guy. Yeah, he's definitely interesting. Like he, I feel like he definitely fell off a cliff and then came back. He definitely comes from a lot of money. He had lots of controversy and he kind of fell off. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I met Tanner Fox a couple times. He's a cool guy. Um, I've never met TJ though. I mean, I've heard lots of great things about him. Yeah. Um, but I've I've hung out with Alex Choi a couple times. Yeah. Um, went on a couple drives with him. He's a really cool guy. And then that Manny, what's his name? Manny Kosh. Yeah, the super rich dude. Dude's corny. <laughs> he is. He He's is. So corny. He like I ordered my Bugatti with the Alcantara. Like he'll yeah. like go in depth. That the, that was remember when I showed you that video of like all his cars and that like he drove in, my, in Miami. Miami or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he had like a Bugatti like. One of one, like yeah, with Hermes. Yeah, it's Her- yeah, Hermes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He also yeah. has a Pagani Choir that's fully done by Hermes. Hermes, yeah, yeah. yeah. crazy for what? So corny. Yeah, for what? I don't know. Like but no one cares about it besides you. <laughs> yeah, like you got a designer. And even when you go to car. sell it, no one's gonna want to buy it no. because it's so custom. Yeah, that's true. He does have crazy cars though. Yeah, he's yeah. a crazy garage. I mean, Whoa. he he owns Jay Leno, like all of the real estate in Southern California. That makes sense because I was it's wondering, crazy. like, I was like, bro, what does he do? I was like, this dude is like, like stupid rich. Like, you you pull up on a vacant lot or a building up for lease, and it's like the Cajun Company. I mean, he owns everything. It's crazy, dude. Has he has an empire in Southern California? For sure. Yeah, that, yeah. Because when he when he showed me his garage, I, it was crazy. It's wild. I mean, even but I mean, still, like, sure, it's like he has his designer stuff, but you still got to have money to. Yeah, do that. He's it's super random, but he's super into collecting Mercedes SLRs. Yeah, I know. I saw that he had like four, like five or seven. Yeah, I think he's like seven of them. Yeah, which is smart because that car is going to skyrocket in value. Yeah, I mean it's that's one of the craziest cars I've been in, honestly. Really? Yeah. So my buddy that's actually opening up that dealership, his old boss had one, and uh, he let him have it for the day, which is crazy. Yeah. I mean. That car is scary. Rear wheel yeah. drive. It's like, I mean, I think it does like 215 miles an hour. Yeah. It's super torquey. Yeah. Um, All Mercedes are, they have yeah. those beefy motors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that car is really cool. Yeah. And I, I respect him for collecting it because no one else does. Um, but yeah. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I was going to say something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the reason I asked you about like the YouTube stuff, because there's a, we love watching it, but it's old. It's, uh, there's an old to, I guess they don't do it no more. I was about to talk about this. The uh, H2O? Yeah. H2O. <laughs> oh, yeah. Videos? Uh, ocean. Yeah. Uh, ocean in, City? In uh, Maryland? Yeah. Yeah. Delaware area? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was going to, yeah, basically, so, because for me, like going to local car meets, got like, I mean, let's be honest, lame, corny, like, yeah. especially when I was, I came back from college and stuff. I drove a three series all throughout college. Rest in peace, my baby just got stolen. But I drove a three series all throughout high school and college. Um, nothing crazy. I just had a JB4 tune and that yeah. was about it. But it's nothing, fun. yeah, exactly. Nothing crazy. And then um, I like would go to these events, right? And like see people doing the same stuff, same cars kind of thing. You never wanted to. Or I guess I felt like for me the only way to go to a car events would be to go to like those cool exclusive like yeah. shows like that. So would you would you ever go back and pick up a camera for stuff like that? Because it is different. Like you're gonna have people traveling like like we would be yeah. all over the world to go. So yeah, and I feel like um, it's so many 
different kind of cars too. It's so diverse. I mean, like H2O, I mean, that's fully, like you are deep in tuner. Yeah. Yeah. Trap, like people just building the trashiest cars possible. Um, I mean, that's not a huge scene in Southern California, but you know, there's part of me that wants to pick back up a camera and get back into it. But uh, that probably wouldn't be until I head out here. Um, just cause the car community, honestly, is, it's pretty dead in Southern California. Like probably 2015 to 2020 was like the glory days. Like, I mean, you know, that's when like the LaFerrari, the P1, the 918 all came out. That is true. People drove their Veyrons. Like people just didn't care back then. Like people would go out and drive all the time. Now it's, it's so different. You know, it's to me, I just feel like it's not worth my time to pick up pick back up a camera um but you know i have buddies who are still super deep in the car like automotive photography um buddy i go to school with he you know he's done contracts with ferrari um where they hire him to come out to a track day with their clients who have you know fxxks and four or five eight gt3s yeah that's great shoot their events um, he's got like 30,000 followers on Instagram just from photography. I mean, he's super, super talented. Um, so, you know, there's still your core guys in photography that are, that have their presence and, you know, they kind of run the show with photo shoots and whatnot. But, you know, the scene of taking pictures at car meets has kind of died. So I feel like I kind of would have had to stick with it Yeah. to, um, you know, stay involved. I feel like too, it's one of those things like, cause I mean, I love car stuff. I made a few car videos mm-hmm. and it's just, I think it's just more like a hobby. Like, yeah, totally. Like I don't want to, for me at least I, it's, it's hard for me to like, it doesn't, obviously it doesn't seem like work, mm-hmm. but I felt like, I feel like when it does become like that where it's like working, you're starting to not appreciate the cars you're just looking at or like what yeah. it looks like, or you're maybe you don't want to take a picture of the way this car is done. Cause maybe it's not appealing to like your audience yeah, you've developed. Cause exactly. maybe you're just posting exotics and that's all people want to see is exotics yeah. or JDM or whatever mm-hmm. lane you're in. And then I feel like you're like, Oh well, damn, I took this picture of this, this, this truck with this mm-hmm. nice paint job and it's not matching my, exo- yeah. I don't know. You gotta like, no, that, exactly. that becomes when, a, a thought process. When you're a photographer in the car scene, like you have to stick to one thing. Yeah. Like if you're consistently posting exotics and you switch it up mm-hmm. and throw in something, you know, like a Raptor or a TRX or yeah. something that are just as much and people don't even realize that. Yeah. yeah. And people, people follow you for a reason mm-hmm. and you're not going to get as much engagement if you post something like, you know, something like I just named. Um, but yeah, I mean, when it comes down to it, it's definitely a hobby for sure. I have two questions for you. One, what is your favorite type of car? And two, what is your dream car? That's a good question. Um, if you have one, since you've been around all these cars. So <laughs> when, with type, are you talking about like a manufacturer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say, what are your, like, if you gave me to- like three car brands, like what their type as in like JDMs or that too, stuff like okay. that. Okay. Um, so my top manufacturer is Porsche. Nice. Good job. Just like this. Um, my dream car, Lexus LFA. Really? It's my ultimate dream car. I haven't heard that that much, but I do hear every now and then, and it does sound crazy, but I mean, they're reaching close to $1.2 million now. Yeah. In 2012 when they came out, I mean, 
They didn't even sell out. Yeah. They had to stop production because they weren't selling. I think it was 400 when it came out, right? Yeah, I'm it, was pretty, like, it was like 350 Yeah, 400. it was like right around 400 yeah. yeah. I mean, if you kept that car today, I mean, it's good money. Yeah. But I would say, like, my attainable dream car, probably be E92 M3. Really? Yeah. Also, I want one. I don't know. I'm I'm conflicted. I just want one. I just want an M3. Yeah. Um, the E92. Our homie David has one. Mm-hmm. Um, if you put a titanium exhaust on that, we're, that was like the first conversation we had. Yeah. We were talking yeah, about that. Talk about yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you put a titanium titanium exhaust on that car, that V8 it sounds so, bro. It sounds amazing. It's hard to find a better sounding. Yeah, V8. that German V8. Yeah, between that and like the Mercedes six two. Yeah. Both of those. Two of the best sound yeah. V8s. Easily. Of those. That's definitely attainable. That the only problem with those cars is the damn uh I think it's like crank crank it's rod bearings. Rod bearings rod in that bearings, and the crankshafts yeah. in the M4. Yeah. yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a big service you have to do on them. Off rip. You gotta do yeah, it. Like, I feel like if you buy it because they're all used, like you have to get that replaced yeah. immediately. If they haven't been already. Yeah. Um but I mean even M three prices have skyrocketed i mean you can't find a clean e92 for less than 40 whereas, oh yeah for sure whereas three years ago you could have bought one for 19 grand yeah it's crazy yeah. it's wild so porsche is your favorite yeah yeah that's so GT, gt3 is the best car i've ever driven uh our dream car is a gt3 rs yeah yeah, yeah i drove a 2015 gt3 in sapphire blue straight, <sighs> fully straight pipe I got to rip it in the canyons. Uh, <sighs> in the canyons in Malibu at like 2 a.m. Damn. Yeah. That sounds beautiful, doesn't it? It's so good. Yeah. It's, they just, he sent me the video, but also saw another video. They just, um, the new 2023 um, GT3R. It's so uh, clean. Oh, my God. It looks nice. So that price ain't clean, though. The price is not clean. Yeah. yeah. I was like, 500K? I was like, I'm just going to buy Olin and then buy a Paragon. I'm going to spend that money. Get a boat and a car. You, I mean... <laughs> Before COVID, you could have bought a used GT3 for like 110. Yeah. yeah. You can't even find them for under 180. Mm-hmm. No. Every time I look, it's like they're in the 220s. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Those are, I mean, he did put me on, but I mean, the car just looks beautiful, sounds yeah. beautiful. Um, then, well, I guess now it's a little bit different, but the GT2. Uh, yeah, GT2 is, is cool faster but it's also it was way more it's more of a well. that's more like a race car yeah. like yeah. they're both race cars but this is like more like st- strictly for the racetrack do you think yeah. Porsche is the best German I mean it's gotta be the top manufacturer yeah it's just hard to no one does it better yeah them or Audi low key yeah I mean Audi's kind of falling off yeah I feel like the glory days of the R8 and like the RS cars was probably up until like 2015 when they were all still NA like the RS5? Yeah. The RS5 with the NAV8 was one of my favorite cars. Yeah. It sounds so good. You know, obviously they're not the fastest, but they, you know, they drive well. Um, but I just love the old body style of the R8. I don't, yeah. I, that, the new yeah. one is, it's a Huracan. That's interesting because like, go ahead. No, you're good. That's interesting because like Audi being, well, Audi, Mercedes, uh, Porsche, like they all have like a high end, like, exotic car damn near like the, the mercedes one's coming out and then uh audi obviously has had like the r8s and stuff and then they make the uh, lambo motors and then um 
what else? Oh, Porsche obviously has like the GT2, GT3, 918 Spider. But like BMW doesn't have a car like that. No. And it's like, I've always wondered why. Like, I mean, people are like, oh, the i8, but it, that car's slower than the M3, M4. Yeah. So it's like, it looks like a, cool, it's, but it's, it's nothing but flashy. Yeah. That's all it is. I mean, it's a hybrid three cylinder. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I feel like they haven't made that car like a high end mm. BMW. Because for me, at least, I'm like biased because I, like, I grew up around BMWs and driving BMWs. And I think for like the practicality and bang for your buck, that's the best German car because like yeah. Porsches are kind of like, I mean, most people aren't going to drive that at some yeah. point. But um, I guess like since you like you seem like you're a big German car guy. Are yeah, you? I would say so. Yeah. Are, are you? Uh, do you like any American brands, or do you? Are you, you gotten a JDM? I was yeah. gonna ask you. How you I, thought about American cars. I I love the Dodge Viper. That, that car is so crazy. dangerous. It's dangerous. I, yeah, <laughs> dangerous. Totally. Um, I had the chance to ride in one. Um, and I mean, it's crazy because where you're sitting, the exhaust is right next mm-hmm. to you. Yeah. And you feel your seat rumble the entire time. And you're sitting in that car and the car is shaking because the engine is so big. I mean, it's an 8.4 liter V10. Mm, yeah. I mean, there's never going to be another engine like that yeah. ever. Um, so I would say Viper. Um, and I mean, you know, this is obviously kind of crazy, but the Hennessy Venom. Of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Come on now. Yeah, come on. <laughs> that was like the world's fastest car at one point, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah like two, it was. 246, right? Yeah. yeah, it was like, it's from Houston or yeah. Dallas? Hennessy. Hennessy's like, in Houston, I yeah. think. I mean, it, that car was literally a Lotus yeah. stretched out with a yeah. twin turbo V8 in it. It was crazy. I mean, American cars are coming a long way, though, now, because you can take like, I mean, the GT350 and then like, G- yeah, that's G- one. yeah, that. I love that car. And, uh, Z06, Z06, like sweet. C60 or not C63, uh, was it C8, Z06, yeah. probably? Yeah, like you can take those cars and get on the track and perform just as well. Yeah. The new C8 Z06, I mean, I think if you're in the market for a supercar, that's the best bang for your buck yeah. you'll find. I mean, it sounds like a Ferrari. I don't know if you guys have heard it, but it, yeah, like, thing sounds exotic. I see everybody around the domain driving them like uh, at their like 30 miles per hour, <laughs> like, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, but. <laughs> Not not doing what it's intended for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you like? Um, have you seen the GT five hundred, the Code Red? No. Yeah. So basically, Ford is if you have a GT five hundred because it's hard to get. Yeah. You can send it to Shelby, and then they'll send it, and they're they're gonna make it go from because the GT five hundred has seven hundred sixty yeah. stock. They're gonna make it go to thirteen hundred. Yeah. Because yeah. seven sixty isn't enough. Right. But it's like it's like a special thing, and I think it's like a hundred thousand dollar program. Like which, you have to pay, which is crazy because ninety nine point nine percent of owners that They're decide to do even, that will never use that power. Exactly. No. And and they'll never use the seven hundred sixty horsepower in general. Yeah, exactly. And if they do. They it's won't pointless. be able to control yeah. it. No, it's pointless. That's why I said four to five. Like that's why I love my car. Five hundred is like that's like the perfect. Like yeah, no, it's like the perfect. That's number. all you need. Like the GT3, I think, is like 460. Mm-hmm. It's perfect amount of power. And I don't think people realize like how much that is. Yeah. Especially no, no one does. It's, it's it's that car is light, too. Yeah. Small. Yeah. Do you see the new... Uh the new Mustang, yeah, uh, the dark horse. Yeah, the dark horse. I know I might uh, have to. I have dark to, horse is the only my, one out ever. My, yet. I might have to trade. The base looks, uh, looks base and like it's it. a manual too, and I can just really just be sitting there just shifting and just like <laughs> <laughs> down. It's not that I don't like Mustangs, but like I've just never been like a big fan of Mustangs. Yeah. But that Mustang is the same with me. I mean, it's it's not. That's how it was until I got mine. Like the technology, yeah. Ford is just the best. Like American wise, like 
but nobody's nobody can do it like them. Yeah, I don't know. And like once they got to my body style, I was like, okay, they're nice, and they went up in price too. Because then you didn't see all the kids getting them. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, they can't afford like those ones now because yeah. they just they just shot up in price. Yeah, last night I saw the dark horse <laughs> and I sent it to my buddy. I'm like, dude, this looks so good. It looks nice. And then he's like, have you seen the normal version? I'm like, no. He sends me a picture. I'm like, damn, that looks bad. I, I don't like it. I mean, I just feel like it's too soft. The base version, yeah. is, it's. It looks like my car just is just up, like futuristic. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't like how the the rear end of it like slopes down the taillights. I mean, just off pictures, they look yeah, really small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like a Camaro look key. Yeah, it does. In the back. How do you feel about the new BMWs? Like the body new, style, new M cars, or just in general? in general? I mean, I don't mind it. I think the front end has grown on me. Yeah, really? yeah, it has. It, it looks it looks better in person. It's grown on me a lot. It looks a lot better in person. I, I mean. I've said this about every new car that's come out. You know, you see the pictures and the media goes crazy about it. Like, oh, this looks nothing like it should. Like, for example, when Ferrari switched from the 458 to the F8 Tributo, mm-hmm. I was like, this looks terrible. And since I've seen them, I'm like, you know, it actually looks pretty good. It looks really good. Um, yeah, but, the inside looks great. But back to BMWs, I mean... I would say it's definitely grown on me, but I still prefer the F80 body style. Absolutely. I mean, I think it's the last best looking version. I mean, I don't see how they're ever going to go back or, you know, cater to what people want. But at the same time, I feel like BMW drivers don't really care. No. I think they're no. still going to buy those cars. Yeah, for sure. Like people who own BMWs are super loyal to the brand. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 Do you watch F1? Never got into it. No, no. Have you seen like the ZV show or anything? I've on Netflix. Yeah, I've, I've seen the the show on Netflix, but it's just not something that I've ever gotten into. Um, but yeah, I just I appreciate it. Just it's crazy. It's, it's my favorite sport now, but mm-hmm. just because for one the cars are insane, and yeah. then for two the people that are driving them, it, you have to they're be insane. so skilled. Yeah, it's crazy. They're insane, and I it's a, like I don't think people under. Like, they just see them driving a fast car, but don't understand, yeah. like, how hard that actually is. No, I mean, it's crazy. Like, they go through probably the same training that most athletes do, you yeah. know, especially endurance. You know, you got to, I mean, you're in a seat for however long. Especially two hours. Yeah, exactly. Well, longer, technically, but the race is two hours. Yeah. Plus, like, endurance racing is crazy. Crazy. Le Mans. Yeah. 24 Le yeah. Mans. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. I would love to go to one of those. Yeah, it'd be so yeah. much fun going to uh yeah Le Mans what's the other one Sebring Sebring mm-hmm. um I'm trying to think of the other ones Spa Spa, Spa. yeah Laguna Seca yeah yeah Laguna Seca is really cool I need to go there yeah. Porsche is about in 2026 Porsche will be an F1 again no way yeah they're joining that's crazy that might make you watch Loki we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a McLaren fan right now but uh switch over to Porsche probably when they how, when go in. How do you feel about electric cars, especially being from California? Because it's like super forced there. Like when I was there like a, last month, I Tesla's was like, dude, everywhere. I thought it was bad Literally. here. No. There? Oh, my God. Dude, everybody. Some, everybody has Tesla there. Everybody. It's crazy. So, obviously, Tesla doesn't have any dealerships. Yeah. They just have, you know, showrooms or whatever. And at the local mall by my house, Tesla is renting parking garage space for all their inventory. That's crazy. There's like three levels of this parking garage. The entire thing is all Teslas, all the way up. It's all stock. I mean, you can't drive 30 seconds on the road without seeing a Tesla. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, and obviously that's where the world is kind of trending towards. 
especially California. I don't know if you guys saw, but yeah, yeah, like two weeks, either last week or two weeks ago, the governor signed a bill that um, by 2035, all cars being sold new have to be electric. Yeah. I mean, obviously, that's where the world is trending towards, but at the same time, you know, I feel like that's where people are going to go to because that's what everyone's going to be driving, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't feel the need to get a Tesla or something like that, but obviously at some point, probably going to have to. Yeah. But, you know, I have buddies with Teslas and, you know, they're cool. There's nothing special about them. Yeah. That's really how, not that that's great. How, that's like, how the build quality is terrible. That's how I feel too. Yeah. Like they'll, sh- you know, people get cars, the panel gaps are terrible. The paint is terrible. The interior is terrible. I mean, I don't know. Tesla, obviously, they're just trying to pump out cars as fast as possible. But, yeah. People just love Elon, I guess. I don't know. That's the best way to yeah, put no, it. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. That's people, the best way I could put it. Elon. Yeah. yeah, if he makes a jet ski, I'll probably buy that. Like an electric that, jet ski, that'd be, that'd be clutch. That'd like, be charge crazy. it up one time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's nice. Have to stop yeah, I, like, stuff like that. I don't know. For the car enthusiasts, though, like, you're not going to want to. You want to hear your car. You want to feel yeah, your car. Exactly. People don't understand, like, until they drive a fast car, they're like, oh, okay, like, yeah. I see why you don't like an electric car. Because, yeah. I mean, you don't even hear it. It's like, yeah, and then like when they back in, like my homie Zach will be backing in. It sounds like damn near computer screen. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, <laughs> but they're, it's they're cool. cool. Yeah. I mean, kind of piggybacking off of Tesla's. I know that other car manufacturers are making like other electric cars. Mm-hmm. I actually had the chance to drive the, the BMW i4M, I4, I4M 50 or whatever it's called at uh, Coda. And obviously to me, I was impressed. It still felt like a BMW. It was just electric. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, there's going to be people that are going to be loyal to their car brands. I mean, even I might consider getting the Ford Lightning if the towing yeah, if the towing is up there, then I might consider getting that when it's time for me to buy a truck. Yeah. So, hopefully by the time that happens, the technology will be better. Yeah. But, I mean, it's interesting to see because, like, obviously Teslas are still, like, the front runner for electric mm-hmm. cars. But I don't know, like, how it's going to be once, like, Ford, I mean, obviously Dodge, yeah. uh, Volkswagen, all these, BMW, all these high-end car companies that have been making cars like start doing that like i wonder what it's gonna do to tesla i'm always been curious about that yeah my neighbor just got the mach okay the Ford. yeah um it's nice yeah i mean you know at the end of the day it's it's just a, another electric car yeah that's the thing about electric cars there's nothing that separates them from each other yeah because at the end of the day you have a battery yeah. a steering wheel yeah. a pedal a brake pedal and that's it they just look they just look obviously look different but yeah I the hummer is cool too yeah, the Hummer's really yeah, cool. that one's cool. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, like crab. Walk. Yeah, crab. Walk. That's not. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. sideways. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, I mean, I hope you get back into photography. It's fun. It is it's fun. definitely a fun thing it, to do. It is fun. It lets you be free, have an imagination of what you want to take a yeah. picture of and do. Even yeah. if it's cars or just in general, um, fishing. I don't, I don't know if you like vlog your fishing trips or whatnot, um, but. Uh, I hope you get back into it. It's it's, it's yeah. fun being creative. Oh, it, it takes it your mind off of like other things 100%. too. Yeah, you sit down at the computer, edit some photos for a while. I mean, it takes away some time, it keeps you interested. It's fun. I mean, I def- there's definitely days when I miss it for sure. Like my my close buddy that I go to school with, he you know he'll be sitting next to me in class editing photos. And I'm like, damn, I miss that. But it's nice. It, it's just I feel like where I'm at right now, especially in Southern California, it's just tough to get back into. Yeah. You know, there's so much competition and, you know, at the end of the day, it comes down to passion when you want to do it. But at the same time, you know, it's, it's tough seeing buddies who, you know, like, that's what they do. 
Like that's their living. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I don't know. I just don't see myself getting back into car meets and like going there and taking photos because at the end of the day, those aren't going to be quality photos. Um, but I don't know. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. One we'll day. see. Um, that's pretty much it for me. You got anything else? Um, yeah. How did you meet John and like John B? So how that happened? Yeah. So probably about four, four or five years ago, John had posted a video, um, about his next never stop tour that he was doing. And he had posted a map of where they were going to go and one more location that he wanted to go. And that location was Cabo and he wanted to catch a rooster fish. That was a fish that was on his bucket list. And nice fish. Yeah. Really cool fish. Um, and I had known a guy in Cabo that my dad and I fished with. Um, his name is Wes. Goes by Cabo Surfcaster on Instagram. He actually does. He's picked up the camera and he makes crazy cinematic videos of these fish and the waves and everything. Um, so I linked him and John up and through Instagram, Instagram DM. I, you know, I reached out to John. I was like, "Hey man, like you should fish with this guy. Like I know you want to catch this fish." And so we kind of talked about that. He ended up doing it with him, and he was doing like fan meetups at every stop that they were doing. And the one stop that was close to me was San Diego. So I drove down there, met him, and uh, we just went out to go grab dinner after. Um, so it was really cool. Got dinner. The next day, he flew down there. And it was probably, I think that was during the spring that he did that. And that summer, he was up in Maine, and he was posting about Maine and everything, and, you know, up at the cabin. And so... You know, I just sent him a DM like, man, like it's so beautiful up there. Like, it's crazy. Like, great place you got. And he's like, you should just come up. I'm like, shit, all right. <laughs> so, August that year, I flew up there and we fished probably for a week, week or so. Um, became good friends, and you know, we fish all the time whenever I'm in town here. Or last summer, I was up in Maine for two and a half weeks. I was supposed to be up there for a week. We we drove up north to go musky fishing, and we were sitting in this cabin, and Cole, Zach, Ryan, and John, we were all sitting up there in the cabin, and I was like, oh, like, I don't want to leave. I had to leave two days later, and you know, we're sitting there having some drinks, and they're like, just cancel your flight. <laughs> you know, I'm sitting there in the hot uh. seat, and I was still working at the time, and I was like, damn, I need someone to cover my shifts. So I started like sending off texts like, hey, who can cover my shifts this week? Um, someone was nice enough to cover my shift, and I ended up staying out there for another week and a half. Is that at uh, White Claw Cabin? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the place is, it's special. I mean, uh-huh. it's a blast. I mean, I've had so many cool experiences with him. Um, caught my personal best bass like two springs ago. We were fishing uh, Lake Benbrook. Um, we fished down by Waco. Um, we fished up the Oklahoma border, fished a bunch in Texas. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. He goes, that's my favorite YouTuber. Yeah. He goes, yeah, he goes a lot of places. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, he's, he's such a great person. such a great friend. I mean, we've, I've been super lucky to get to know him and you know, when <laughs> it's funny when we were up in Maine, he, uh, tying back to cars, kind of, we were sitting there one night and he actually, was on Instagram and saw my buddy was selling a car 
2012 C63 Black Series, and uh, he ended up buying it. It's in his garage. Yeah. It's in the video sometimes. So my buddy, the one that's actually opening up that dealership, was selling it. He was the one that was selling it. And so he bought it, had me drive it from California out to Texas. That's cool. Like three days after I got back. So my, yeah. so my, <laughs> yeah, literally. So my dad and I hopped in the car and we drove 23 hours straight. Longest we stopped was 30 minutes for breakfast. We drove it, I think it was 1600 miles. Sheesh. Yeah. And it's crazy. That car, you know. Were you driving it fast or how? No. no. Yeah. You were just chilling. Yeah. I wouldn't probably. It's someone yeah. else's car. No, especially yeah. in a car like that, the car had 30,000 miles on it, 10 yeah. years old, you know, and that car specifically in that paint, it's one of four in North America. Wow. Yeah. It's, I think the color is Magno Alanite gray. It's kind of like a satin gray, crazy, crazy yeah, paint, especially nice. from factory. Um, but yeah. Did yeah. you find him through like YouTube fishing? Yeah. Do you have yeah. Me, I was watching John for years. So I, Knew of him when he was in Illinois, yeah, because um, the owner of Optic Gaming Hex mm-hmm. is friends with because he's a yeah. big fisherman, so he's friends with all mm-hmm. them. And then he would always talk about the Guggen Squad, the Guggen Squad. Yeah. So I just eventually uh, like looked into them, and then I just gravitated to John Moore. I don't know, yeah. I just liked his videos and him more. Um, so I've just been watching them since, yeah, yeah. So I, I guess I found him through gaming. Mm-hmm. That's, that's crazy, yeah, it's a crazy connection, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Um, cool, that was it for me. I just yeah, realized that. Yeah. Um, but you have anything for us? All good. I appreciate it. Yeah, of this course, awesome. of course. Thank yeah. you for Great coming on. Like I said, they can take taking the time at your day. I know you're here visiting your girlfriend, so yeah. want to spend time as much time as you can with her. Um, so yeah, appreciate no, that. I appreciate thank you, it. thank you. Um, anything else for you? Uh, no, that's it. It was cool talking about cars. Talk talk cars all day, especially yeah. someone that understands what yeah. I'm saying. I can talk most, about it all most day. people are like, what? Yeah, so no, yeah, totally. it's Most nice to have the energy cards you named. Yeah, yeah it's nice. So yeah, it was fun. And the same with you, it. probably fishing. Like most people, I mean, I didn't know what half those fishes yeah, were. Yeah, I knew. Like, so I was looking them up. It's <laughs> <laughs> sort of like a visual. <laughs> so I needed to see. I knew. What, yeah. I knew a lot of I just, you were saying. Um, they, I mean, fish are just like cars. There's so many yeah, different types of yeah. exotic yeah. fish. And, yeah, very and similar hobbies. Yeah, very similar. Yeah. One just seems boring, but when you get on that, mm-hmm. when you get that thing on the hook, it ain't boring. Yeah, exactly. Especially deep sea. <laughs> yeah, Sheesh. exactly. How long do you? I meant to. How, far, how long do you fight that swordfish? So the thing is, we were out seventeen hundred feet deep, thirty-five uh-huh. miles offshore in six to eight foot swell, and it was windy. It was bad. So I would have loved to hand crank it, but we were using electric reels because when sword fishing, I mean, you're you're dropping your bait with a five pound mm-hmm. lead down 1700 feet mm-hmm. and you got to check it every 20 minutes or so and you don't want to crank up 1700 yeah feet no with five pounds of dead weight no. constantly so down there in south florida they use electric reels for a lot of stuff so that's what we used um took i mean to come up it was probably like 15 minutes no uh, yeah i feel like yeah. does that kind of take the fun out of it because i feel like that's part of the experience too though in a sense um you know i would say it didn't really take away the fun of it just because catching a swordfish is so crazy in general. Mm-hmm. Like it's a fish that like people never see because it's, you know, it lives 2000 yeah. feet deep. Um, but I would say a little bit, but you know, I, I would have loved to like crank it up myself, but you know, given the circumstances, that's what we had to do. 
It happens. Cool. It happens. Well, um, that'll do it for your boys over here at Opinionated. We'll catch y'all guys next time. Peace. Peace.